Hey folks, welcome back to the next episode of the Jedi Council podcast, where we like to explore mental health and your favorite fictional characters. This is Brandon Saxton. And Katie Gordon. Katie, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm super excited about geeking out with Josue Cordona from Geek Therapy. That's right. We actually have a special guest star on today's episode. Uh, the sort of, kind of someone who really helped us get into podcasting in a lot of ways, sort of when we were kind of uh, just podcast toddlers, I guess, <laughs> just stumbling about trying to find our footing. There was a, a shining light that guided us towards uh, our, our current slightly less toddler podcast <laughs> skills. I don't know if any uh, of that is actually true, but thank you. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's more true than you'll ever know. So uh, thank you so much for being on the show. We're happy to have you. Uh, we just want to, you know, we're part of this awesome new podcast network, Geek Therapy Podcast Network. I talk about it every week and, and try to get people to check out the other really amazing shows that we have. So we thought uh, maybe it would be great to have, uh, you know, have you on and tell us a little bit about uh, well, well, I, we've got a list of questions. Let's just put it that way. We're, we're gonna. There's we're a lot gonna, of stuff we want to know. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff we want to know about this network that we're a part of. So that way, we can tell people, uh, yep, you know, tell people how it is. Get them to listen. I wasn't prepped. I haven't seen this list. It's not oh, fair. I, I we really wanted to put you to task. So, so buckle up because it's going to be a good one. All right. <laughs> well, I I just want to say that um, it's true what Brandon said that you did help us out a lot. You reached oh, yeah. out to us, and I emailed and asked you about mics and podcast hosting yep. websites and all that other stuff. And so it was very helpful. And in addition to that, just listening to your podcast helped me to understand a little bit more about what I like. And something that I immediately liked about listening to Geek Therapy is I felt very much like those were conversations I enjoyed having with other people. And it was fun to be on the outside listening to conversations like that. Uh, and, and to be clear, you know, you joked a little bit, but you very much did help guide us and bring us a long yeah. ways uh, to sort of set the stage for that. When we started podcasting, we recorded with a laptop microphone with the sound record feature and then did the editing in uh, Movie Maker and hosted on YouTube. That's right. So, I, I mean, the. There's been progress, to say the least, and that's uh, in part thanks very much to your guidance. I think it, we took about an hour to edit out five minutes of laughing oh, yeah. that we had on our first episode. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. so. <laughs> so anyway, but back to Josue. <laughs> um, so one thing that I just would be interested in hearing a little bit more about is how you got into mental health in the first place. Oh, interesting question. So when I was in high school, I took a psychology course in high school and I loved it. And I thought, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to go to school for. And every single adult in my life told me, do not do that. Absolutely not. No way. And I was encouraged to follow, you know, I was good at math and science. So I just went uh, to school, became an engineer. And after I did that for a while, I started working in what one of my passions, biomedical engineering, and I started working with clinicians and hospitals and I I saw the clinical work being done and I thought, you know what? I, I regret never having studied that, so I'm just gonna go back to school. Huh. So then I went and I got my master's in mental health counseling and that's that that's how it happened pretty much. Yeah. I I was wow. studying mental health counseling while I was still uh working as an engineer. 
And then at some point, like right before internships and stuff started, I was like, okay, well, I need to, <laughs> I can't do this. I can't do both. So yeah. Yeah. And then I transitioned over. Uh, that's super impressive. And it also seems to kind of set the stage for a nice blending of some of the science tech stuff that you do mm-hmm. and your background in that and some of the mental health stuff. So I guess kind of a related question, how did you get into geek stuff? Well, that's just like, that's just who I am. <laughs> that's just, a, right. I mean, my parents were, were, I mean, now I can look back and say like, they were huge nerds. Um, like we would sit around and watch Star Trek and my dad, my dad loves superheroes. Like he is in his sixties and he is so happy that all of his favorite characters are all of a sudden on the big screen and in amazing movies. And he gets like Netflix series with 10 hours worth of a, of a superhero. Like he is, he is so excited and he, I mean, he, that it's his fault that I like this stuff. This is what we used to share <laughs> when, when I was little. And he was just like, you know, unabashedly loved his, his cartoons, his, his superheroes. And, you know, I have this memory of, of, uh, us going to see, I don't remember which Zorro it was. It may have been Zorro or the Mask of Zorro, one of the two. And like he came out of the theater. I was, I was, I was small and he came out of the theater and he like swung around the column. Like he was so happy after watching that movie. And, and that kind of thing is, uh, is, you know, what, what really, got me into it. And my mom, she like, she loves to read. So she would read fantasy novels all the time and, and a lot of romance novels, but you know, she was into all sorts of stuff. So like, like Columbia house subscription. So she's the one who bought star Wars and Indiana Jones and the aliens trilogy and like all that stuff that, you know, like I, I was, I was too little to like see it in theaters, but then that's just what we watched. Yeah. That's their fault. <laughs> uh, I, I love that. And it's so cool that you were able to kind of put those two things together. So I guess the question is now, I think it's easy, well, for me at least, and maybe Brandon too, I don't know, to kind of take it for granted that there, that you have this geek therapy community available where people are uniting these two, these kind of personal and professional interests together. How did you first start connecting the two? So my geek therapy origin story is that I was working at a it was a it was a it was at a hospital that had a mental health program that had a an after school program so i was the clinician on the after school program and they had the the program had a nintendo wii and they they didn't let me use it i asked permission to use it in some group work and the supervisor at the time said no the supervisor before her had bought it for the program and i don't know what they did with it before but i just remember them telling me no you cannot do that and i i i read about like how you know you could use um video games and and comic books and things like that and and, and you know i had small bites of how they could help people in different ways so that's where i got my ideas so when i wanted to use it they told me no. I just went home and, and started a website where I started <laughs> compiling information to like I was preparing myself for an argument, you know, at all times. So it was really like out of retaliation to to being told <laughs> that I couldn't use video games with with kids. Um, like I wanted to speak their language essentially is the way I, I used to talk about it always. And and that's how that's how kind of like the website Geek Therapy was born. Well, that's fantastic, and I can certainly relate to some of, of what you're saying, too, is that when I would do clinical work in grad school, one of the most challenging things was to connect to people who maybe didn't always want to be there, kids or adolescents 
adolescents whose parents or someone else wanted them to be there. And so looking for some way to talk about their mental health issues and maybe not as directly or to get them to, you know, they can trust you a little bit if you're open about some of your interests. I found those things to be really helpful to the clinical work. And so I, I love that you started compiling lawyerly evidence to prove your case by, by starting geek therapy. I think that's really cool. Yeah, the language thing came about um, in part because when I, I remember being younger and watching TV and then I kind of, I used a lot of references when I spoke and I felt like people didn't understand me. And so once I started working with people who, who, like you said, like didn't want to speak or kids who didn't want to be there, you know, they didn't ask to, to, to be here and they especially didn't ask to be in the situations that they're in. So I thought, well, maybe if I could talk to them about the things that they do care about and they, they talk about it in, in the way that they talk about it. It is its own language and I can interpret something from that that I can I can gather some some real information and I can maybe understand how it is that they're feeling. And like it, it went back to me being I think the first time it really happened to me was I was obsessed with Family Guy. And I used to make Family Guy references all the time and nobody I knew was really watching the show. And but I could see like, oh like that thing that just happened to you, like that's something that happened to Peter. Or like, oh yeah, I remember that. Like Lois went through that. Like small things like that. And and that I, I saw that I thought that there was something to that. And I mean, over the years I've been, I, I think I was right. But, you know, it was hard to like feel misunderstood. And and then I wanted to help. I wanted to, I didn't want my clients to feel misunderstood. And, and that's kind of when I really doubled down on it. Yeah, I think from the outside, it could look like you're not doing the therapeutic work, at least in my experiences, you know, you're watching movies with a kid or you're reading a comic with a kid. But when it's done in this intentional way to specifically create, I mean, for a lot of, at least in my experience working with kids and adolescents who were in bad situations or that didn't want to be there, it was a way to create some safe space, a little bit of distance from the situation to talk about characters that related to their own lives, but it's very purposeful. And so I don't know if you received that type of criticism too, but it was kind of the idea like this isn't for fun and games. This is just for therapy. And it's kind of like those things don't have to be mutually exclusive and maybe they're done better together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's like geek therapy, like if, if you want to think of it as a, like as a mindset, as a way of, of looking at um, like now, now it's way broader for me, right? Like I think there are concepts that you could use in education and, and in clinical work and in, in just, you know, behavior change or any, any type of behavior change. There's, there's different ways to look at it. And like rapport building is definitely a big part. Like that, that idea of um, having someone feel understood. Also, like just you using the things that you know about, you know, that you're an expert in, like you as the geek and then using that in your in your work can is great because like you're bringing in double expertise. And and I think that there's there's a lot of value in that. And then ideally, if you can both geek out about the same thing, you and the client, you and the patient. Like that's where magic happens. But I think that there's also a lot of skill involved in, in allowing your clients to talk about the things that they care about and then kind of try to see the world through their lens. And and for a lot of us, right, like like a lot of us geeks, like we see the world through the media that we consume. And mm-hmm. and it's easier to talk about a lot of things if we can talk about it in that frame. No, that's a great point. I, I haven't really thought about it as much as bringing expertise to it, but 
now that you're talking about that, there were some clients that I saw that were court ordered and didn't want to be there. And sometimes because I love music, I would talk to them about music and that would be a way that they would end up, we could have very meaningful discussions through that medium. And so I don't think I was thinking about it as intentionally as you're describing. I think I was just trying you know, I, I couldn't get them in whatever standard way I was trying to connect with them. And that way seemed kind of from my tool set, what I could bring to it. And so I really like that framing of it, that you're also bringing your strengths to the therapeutic connection and to the work that you're doing together. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, it's it, it's it's you know, it's very possible that you were better at discussing a certain idea through music than just through the idea itself, right? For like a textbook. And mm-hmm. and that was probably like it's also, you know, one part that, that people don't tend to think about is that like counseling is hard and working with clients is 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 hard and sometimes you're tired. This may be your eighth, ninth, tenth client in a day. You may have had groups like to be able to do it in a way that is also fun and engaging for you, like they see that you're energized and 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 really positive about it, and that's very different than having someone be like, yeah, well, you know, anxiety <laughs> is, you know, and I've been there, I've I've been in that situation where the therapist is like, man, you're exhausted, you're bored, you don't want to be here. If you don't want to be here, I don't want to be here. And but then you see the opposite, right? Like a teacher who's super excited to teach whatever it is that they're teaching. You're, you're giving them a chance. And, and that's a big part of, of kind of like the message that I've been trying to convey for many years. Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely right. So uh, sort of thinking about geek therapy, when you sort of got this all going, you got this started, what was the goal at the time? And how does that compare to what your goal is now if it's different at all? Yeah, so again, the goal at the beginning was just to, you know, oh, sure. have, have something to, to, to like have, be ready for that argument, for that inevitable sure. argument. <clears throat> um, but lately it's been getting the message out in different ways um, mm-hmm. to build community. So like, just like Katie just gave that example of, you know, using music, I, I love it when I, when I go and I give a talk or, or, or I meet somebody and I tell them what I do and they're like, oh yeah, I do that. Like, oh yeah, that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. I get that. You know, like I love that to kind of get those conversations going. And for the past, especially for the past year, I've just been trying to use, um, more and more examples of that. So for example, on, on the Geek Theory podcast, the way we do it is like we just have a list of different examples of media and we try to talk about how we could potentially use them or what kind of themes are, are in there, what relatable experiences there are just to give more and more examples. So we're, we're kind of exercising that muscle on the show. And my hope is that when people listen to it or when people search for a particular topic, they can say like, oh, I'd never thought of talking about Supergirl that way. Or I never thought of, you know, Wolverine in this frame. Um, I never thought about, you know, this character that way. And then those conversations spark more conversations. And so we're, we're building a, a library where like we're practicing that on the, on the fly on the show. But my hope is to build a database where we can have people go in, they go to this library, they look up a particular, um, you know, either a show or a character, and then you can have all these different examples. So if, for example, you have a client who you know really likes, again, Supergirl is like a show that I talk about a lot on the show lately, because that show is really good for, for, exa- for at least mm-hmm. for these purposes. Um 
there's there's a lot of material there to work with. So you go to the Supergirl um, library page, and then you're you're able to see like, oh, I could ask questions related to to Supergirl to kind of spark a conversation. Or look, these ideas are in there in different episodes, and maybe maybe we can we can really get to those topics by talking about this thing that we both know a little bit about, or something that that we care about. So huh? that's kind of where I'm at. I I would like to. There is there is a I'm calling it the playbooks uh, so far, right? Like a, an actual written okay, sure. book um, to kind of explain or teach the mindset because I don't see it like as a as a. Some people have told me like, oh, is it a modality? Is there a thing? It's like no, it's more like a way of thinking about about clinical work and education using media and. So that's in process, and and I've kind of split it up into 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 different um, into different topics and, and different ways to explain it. Because over the years, people have come to me asking, like, "Well, how do I do it?" And even though I think I've talked about it a lot and written about it a lot, it's not compiled in any one place. So mm-hmm. I would like to come up with like a definitive. At least that's kind of what we're working on now. So the focus is the library as a as a resource, and then the playbook as a definitive kind of definition of of or, or a starting point for for how to get started in in essentially using stuff that either you or your clients care about, ideally both, and and then what good can come out of that. Absolutely. I, I love that idea of sort of thinking about geek therapy as a mindset. I, I'm really interested in that idea and, and sort of helping people kind of connect it. I, I think that's such an admirable sort of goal to work towards and something to sort of help people understand from a clinical and an educational perspective. Yeah, like uh, Katie said, you know, you, you, you've done it, but it wasn't intentional. And I want to like, that's where the mindset shift happens, right? It's like, this is something that you've probably done in the past. Well, you can, you can harness that and, and do it intentionally and, and look at the great things that can come from that. Absolutely. So uh, sort of shifting gears a little bit here, since you've gotten into podcasting and geek therapy, and you've sort of been trying to kind of get this idea out to people, what's been your favorite part about this whole process? This whole adventure you've been on. Hmm. I think it's meeting other people like you guys mm-hmm. who who really care about um, something as important as mental health. Like we we're, we've dedicated we've dedicated years of study, probably a lot of money for many years that we'll be paying, mm-hmm. um, and to something that's really important. That is a it's a it's a helping profession, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like people who care that much to, to invest time in something like that and who also recognize, like aren't ashamed of the stuff that they love and, and meeting people like that, I guess maybe, I mean, on a very personal note, you know, I've again, feeling misunderstood was just like what my life was defined by for many, many years. And then once I started combining like the mental health work uh, with the, with the geek culture stuff, that was even more isolating because I was taking two things that I couldn't talk to too many people about and now finding more and more people who love both things and are and love to talk about them together that's been that's been the best part just that you know I'm not alone in that and like so so to hear uh like to have a, the podcast network go is probably like the the proudest um that I've ever been about any of this stuff just because there's other there are other people who also want to talk about this and in different ways and for in you know in in very um not only different ways but like different uh topics that they want to cover you know but we all kind of come from the same place and that that feels fantastic but also you know just hearing people who 
who have told me, oh, I like I've used some of the stuff that you're talking about and it really helped me connect with a client or it helped me connect with a student or or even with my kids. You know, that's 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 a huge um, motivation for me has always been the the parental component. You know, so many kids come to us because they can't connect with their parents. And then to have parents tell me like, you know, like I'm I'm connecting more with either my parents or my kids because I I started to see this as um, I started to see the media as a tool. And, you know, creators don't necessarily, they definitely don't create their art as a, as a tool, but to be able to, again, like get that mindset shift, have people look at it in a way as something that we can use for good. Just that people agree has been, <laughs> and have used it has been fantastic. Absolutely. It sounds uh, similar to what Katie and I have sort of experienced. It, it's really rewarding in a lot of ways. Like it sounds like um, yeah, yeah. just kind of sort of getting that feedback from people who take something that you sort of put out there and, and they really have been able to connect with it and, and maybe apply it. Yeah. Is there something special about podcasting, you think, as a medium for delivering that or having those types of conversations as opposed to, I don't know, blog posts or books or other types of media? So, I mean, I can only talk about the way I consume media and I don't read a lot. I'm a very slow reader. I like I listen to audiobooks. <laughs> if I ever told you that I read a book, I probably listened to the audiobook. I probably didn't read it. And I love podcasts. So it was one of those things where I I just wanted to interview other people who might be doing something similar or get those conversations going. Podcasts are also a very good tool to just um uh, like get the nerve to to talk to people that you think would never talk to you. <laughs> you just say, "Hey, I got a podcast. Would you would you want to be on my podcast?" Be surprised who will say yes, and <laughs> and that was you know a big part of just networking at first. But I don't know the way I consume media. Again, I I love to listen to podcasts. I I listen to podcasts all the time, constantly, and. To me, that's my preferred medium. I'd way rather listen to a podcast. You know, people discuss a topic or, or if I want to learn something, I immediately look to see if there's a podcast on it. Um, and, and and then I'll consume hours and hours of it because that's just the way that that I I like to learn. And I do wish I wrote more because it's, it's actually easier for people to find your writing. But mm-hmm. I still believe that, and I don't know specific stats about this, you know, but I do believe that, you know, People don't read as much as we think they do. And even though they may find the blog post, um, they may not necessarily. I think people are more likely to consume an hour of you talking about a topic than something that will take them an hour to read. And I don't know. There's also like an intimacy to podcasts, right? Like I'm with you on your way to work. I'm with you at work. You know, like th- these people are in my ear when I, you know, where they're, when they're, when I'm doing my chores or when I'm out for a walk or, you know doing all sorts of stuff and and it allows us to you know still we don't have to stop our our lives to to consume a podcast we can keep doing other things while we're podcasting and i think that that's super beneficial i think that's why the medium is is so continues to become more popular that makes a lot of sense so i like this idea you know of of the intimacy of podcasting um in reaching out to people do you have a sense for Maybe who who is your main audience in the Geek Therapy uh, podcast, uh, or who is the audience that you're sort of tailoring it for? Are, are we, do you kind of go for everyone? Or are you leaning towards mental health uh, people interested in mental health, or people interested in the geek stuff, or or the kind of niche market of people who are interested in both, or or where do you fall on uh, fall on with that? Yeah, so Geek Therapy was. 
definitely intended to, you know, attract um, or, or be or be attractive to clinicians, people who are working in mental health. It was very specific to that. And then okay. over the years, I I started making it broader, right? Because I started I started wanting to. I felt that in my in my mental health practice, there was a a an education component that was really missing. So I started working more in education and I started using a lot of the same stuff that I was using, you know, um, in my clinical work, I was using it as a teacher and it was working there too. So I saw that that was really beneficial. And I started looking into, you know, family relationships and how that can be so important. And, and so I started addressing the topics more broadly. So right now, as, as in terms of the, the audience for the show, I'm not sure. I mean, I know we've, we've talked about um, how we, we need to very soon, you know, start surveying our audiences to kind of see who exactly it is that, that is listening. I know I get a lot of feedback from, from clinicians still, but I still try to touch on the topic more broadly so that if a parent is coming in, they can get something from it. And if a student um, or a teacher is, is in there, she can, she can hear, she can get something from it as well. So it's pretty broad. Just the, it's again, the idea of using geek culture and media to, to do good things is, is super broad, which is why I like the idea of having, you know, eventually having different shows that niche down way more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's super interesting because I, I don't know. It's hard to tell, like you said, without a survey. But it seems like most of the people who listen to our podcast are not clinicians. Mm -hmm. It seems like they're mostly people who are interested in the geeky part of it and who have some interest in mental health for sure, but maybe not training. And I wonder if that's some of the different ways that we've mm -hmm. just framed things. So it is nice to have those kind of different frames for the various podcasts throughout the network, maybe a little something for people who are wanting different things. They can listen to the different podcasts and get different things from them. Yeah. And, you know, it depends on who's more vocal too. So I, I, I really don't know for sure. And, you know, many times when I thought that they weren't clinicians, but they were psych grads, right? So, or, or psych mm -hmm. undergrads and they, because they're, that's something that they're interested in. And, and psychology is a big buzzword, right? Mental health. So, a lot of people are really interested in it and and yeah but there are like fans of of psychological discourse right <laughs> they're mm -hmm. out there yeah definitely well th this has been really interesting we actually have at the at the end of our interview five quick questions are you ready okay. for those okay okay rapid fire <laughs> sort of yeah. rapid fire yep. rapid okay. fire okay first one star trek or star wars oh uh... Star Wars. Okay. Next. <laughs> DC or Marvel? DC. Okay. And you're a Buffy fan like me. So the next question is Spike or Angel? Which one does Buffy belong with? <laughs> These are all really hard questions. Um, we won't hold you to them. You can change your mind at a later point. <laughs> I do. I go back and forth on all of these. Angel. Let's go with Angel. Okay. No. We'll take that. Um, how about your favorite role-playing game? Favorite role-playing game? That would have to be... Hmm. Oh, man, it's rapid fire. I'm trying to think. Uh, <laughs> favorite role-playing game? Damn. Um, Final Fantasy VII. So that <laughs> and the last one, what is your favorite mental health tip? Favorite mental health tip? Um... 
sleep, <laughs> rest. <laughs> that one. That's rest. crucial to everything. <laughs> yeah. Take a break. <laughs> well, that that is a very good tip. So I I think that um, this has been great. Thanks so much. Um, can you tell us where people can find you and where they can find your Geek Therapy Library and everything? Yeah, absolutely. So go to geektherapy.com and there you will find links to all the shows on the network, including Jedi Council. And so that's, uh, we have five shows total right now. There are, um, lots of episodes. There's like 200 episodes if you look at all of us total, which is kind of cool. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, the library, which is still in the alpha stage, uh, is, um, library.geektherapy.com. And then um, we're on Twitter at Geek Therapy, and you can find me at Josue A. Cardona. That's J O S U E A C A R D O N A on Twitter. All right, awesome. Hey, I want to put you on the spot one more time, Josue. Is that okay? Uh, yeah. I know uh, between the rabbit fire and the putting you on the spot, we we didn't prepare you at all for uh, for what has probably been the most. Uh, torturous podcast experience of your life no uh so you've listened to our show before so you know when i get towards the end i like to leave folks with a pearl of wisdom Uh i'm wondering uh if you could leave some folks with a pearl of wisdom for this week and just take that take that heavy burden right off my shoulders (laughs) okay if you think something is worth podcasting about podcast about it (laughs) Because oh, you never know like who will listen. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I like that a lot, and uh, and that's the the very pearl of wisdom that probably brought about all of our all of our collective podcasts. And now we're all best friends. And now we're all best friends, <laughs> and uh, things could not be better. That's right. All right, folks. Uh, thank you so much for listening in. We hope you've really sort of enjoyed this. Uh, you know, I talk about the Geek Therapy Podcast Network every week, and I and I try to encourage our listeners to check it out. And now you've got a little bit of the inside scoop, so I hope that, if nothing else, this will kind of get you interested in checking out some of those other really awesome shows on the network. Uh, you can find them all on the Geek Therapy website. Uh, they're all absolutely worth checking out. Josue, thank you so much for taking uh, some time out of your day to talk with us a little bit and help us reach out to some of our listeners. And, and as always, thanks, everyone, for listening in. Thank you. Don't forget our sign-off. Oh, How about, oh no. Uh, live long and prosper. Live long and <laughs> prosper. <laughs>